0: Before we begin today's episode of The PW Fan, we just wanted to send our condolences out to the friends and family of Daphne, former WCW and TNA wrestler. September is National Suicide Prevention Month. If you or one of your family members or friends is struggling, make sure to reach out to them and help. People are there for you. Welcome everyone to the PW Fan Podcast. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for fans. And we appreciate you joining us today for episode two. I am your host, representing the old school wrestling fan and your local
1: fade master, the king of the side part, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Andy. I'm also your
2: host, the no-selling indie wrestling fan, Jeremy.
1: All right, guys, we have another great
0: show for you today. We're going to be talking about Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, Nia Jax and Charlotte Flair, recent changes in NXT, CM Punk telling fans to not complain, and, of course, our weekly AEW Dynamite review. And we're going to be doing all-out predictions all today on the show. So uh, we're going to start with Andy, throw it over to him, and he's going to take us through some Raw and SmackDown stuff.
1: All right, so last Friday, the main event, of the show of SmackDown was just a Roman Reigns in-ring segment. He talks about how he finished up with John Cena, about how Brock Lesnar's back, continues to talk. Eventually, Finn Balor comes out and interrupts him, goes right after Reigns. But, of course, the Usos are out there with Roman, and they attack him and just beat him up. Roman leaves the ring. Out come the Street Profits to uh, save Finn, and they end up clearing the ring, and it's just Finn and the Street Profits now and there while Roman and the Usos are going back. This set up a match for tomorrow night. The main event is going to be Roman versus Finn for the Universal Championship. When Street Profits coming out, I think, guys, that it also, down the line, sets up a six-man tag. Odd pairing of Finn and Street Profits, but I think it sets up a six-man tag. Yeah, I thought it was kind of an odd
2: pairing as well. It's kind of like the when they pair babyfaces with other babyfaces just because they are on the same side instead of having like an actual team that Finn could deal with. And I think Finn and Reigns is probably going to be pretty good. Uh, of course, Reigns is probably going to win. I mean, they're not going to take it off him for, I think, another until WrestleMania, maybe, or even after that. So I think it's just a nice time for Finn to show what he can s- still do in the main event.
0: Yeah, I uh, thought the same thing as you, Jeremy, as far as it felt like it was just a babyface team to be a babyface team, throw together. But... It makes sense because you know Finn is feuding with Roman. I'm kind of curious to see how this match is going to go. They've had really good matches in the past. Roman always has good matches with guys that kind of do that style of wrestling. He had had a really good series of matches with AJ Styles at one point. Uh, I remember, I believe Finn, didn't Finn originally beat Roman on Raw for the title?
1: It was SummerSlam, him and Seth. He beat Roman on Raw to get to that spot.
0: That's what it was to get to the SummerSlam. Yeah.
1: But Roman's got a lot better since then. You're right. He's a great worker in the ring now. I think it'll be a really good match. Hopefully, it's not, you know, one of those finishes where someone just interferes or. And the other thing is, like Jeremy was
0: saying, uh, I'm pretty sure Roman's going to go through Finn because I think the ultimate goal that we're trying to get to, I mean,. Do you think it's going to be after... I mean, even after Roman and Brock, do we think that the ultimate goal is going to be Roman and Rock? The Rock?
1: I think so. I think
2: that is. But also, are they going to have Rock win it then? I don't right. think they're going to have him, so it's still kind of you need another person after that. Yeah. I don't know if they think that far yet, but... Yeah,
0: it's like, and, then, you know, if The Rock puts Roman over, which he probably would, right, because you don't want to you know steal all that momentum from him but hopefully in the background while Roman is beating all these guys like Finn like Brock may, like maybe eventually a Rock hopefully what happens is in the background they're building a star so that person can finally come along and slay the big giant and they become a star kind of like how they did with Drew McIntyre beating Brock finally but maybe actually do it right this time
1: see that's my problem though is that to me Finn Balor is a star oh he's a star to me too yeah And I would, like Jeremy said, I agree. I don't think Finn is beating Roman as much as I would love to see it. But my next question is, if this match is happening on Friday and the next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules, and we're pretty sure that Brock is being saved after that at Crown Jewel, who does Roman end up fighting at Extreme Rules? Do they continue the battle battle feud, or does someone else take the spot? I...
0: I think they'll probably be doing a grudge match. Okay. So they'll, they'll fight Balor again.
2: Yeah, or they could just have a you know a screwy finish at the end of this one where Reigns wins by disqualification or something.
1: Because I, I think fans were excited to see this match originally when they thought it was going to happen at SummerSlam. Whether Cena was going to be a part of it or not in like a three-way or something, but I thought fans were, I mean I was, excited to see uh, Finn be a part of it.
0: Let's keep it rolling here. A couple other WWE things from this week. What did you guys think was going on with the whole Charlotte Flair Nia Jax match? I thought it was pretty, pretty weird. I know a couple people were tweeting thought it was a shoot, and then things got out of hand. I just think they just didn't blend well, and it was just a weird, just a weird match. Unfortunately, a couple times I saw some things where I'm like, "Ooh, I hope they didn't get hurt, or somebody didn't get hurt." I don't think they did uh but yeah, they just didn't click it was one of those weird matches that didn't click and it kind of i don't want to say it stunk the joint up or whatever but it because you know that's not my place to say but it was it was hard it was hard to watch hard to watch
1: it was weird <laughs> to me it was just it was weird i watching it, I, I was confused i was like what is going on charlotte i mean charlotte flair is a great great wrestler nine Jax. She she does her role as, you know, it's the girl version of the monster kind of in the ring, you know. But I'm pretty sure they've wrestled before, and this hasn't gone down, and their matches before haven't been, you know, terrible or anything. But it was weird. It looked like a shoot. Some miscommunication was going on, or they were trying to call it in the ring, and it just didn't work out. I think at one point Nia just, like, straight-up dropped Charlotte. I don't know. It was weird. The thing is for me though, if they do wrestle again, now I'm going to be paying attention to every single thing they're doing. So, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing in a, in a booking terms, but it I think it does set up another match between them just because of how odd it was.
2: Yeah, I don't for those few seconds, I think it was when Nia, you can hear her say don't to Charlotte, and then she like clocks her twice pretty quick. And it seemed like in that second, that seemed kind of like a shoot to me. Naya did drop Charlotte on her head, I think, right before that, which got her pretty angry, which I think anyone would have. But, and also Charlotte or uh, Nia has a history at kind of not really hurting people, kind of being like a sloppy
1: worker a little bit.
0: Yeah, she's a little stiff, a little sloppy.
1: As a, yeah, she has a couple instances of like hurting people in the ring. Unfortunately, I mean, every, thats you know, yeah. not new news or anything. So sloppy, you know, is associated with that.
0: it it was just a weird match to watch in general i didn't even give it like a you know a star rating or anything like that but i guess the other big news for wwe is the rebrand of nxt new logo and bruce pritchard and vince mcmahon are now taking over creative for nxt full-time and triple h is no longer doing it not that he'll ever hear this but hey you made us as fans happy, and we loved Triple H's NXT, especially the uh, the beginning stuff. So sad to see that ending. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I know we touched a little bit at the end of the show, but now that it's official, Bruce and Vince taking over, we saw the new logo with the colors. What do you all think? We'll start with uh, Jeremy. How about you go first on this one? For the
2: logo, uh, as a somewhat designer of myself that I kind of do a little bit of, uh, I don't think it's that bad. I mean... Yeah, I, I do like the original logo so much better. They could do so much more with it, but if they want to rebrand and they do want to do something different. This is definitely the logo to go with. As for Vince and Bruce Pritchard taking over, I'm not a fan of it already. <laughs> I can kind of see where it's going. And I know they said day to day, it's still Triple H and Shawn Michaels and all them down there. But if Vince is producing it, it's going to end up the way that he wants it. It doesn't really matter what Triple H or Shawn Michaels think. So, I'm kind of curious to see what it's going to look like, but I don't really have too much hope for it.
1: <laughs> so, the logo, I get it. It's very uh, modern for, you know, for this day and age, I guess. And it actually has grown on me at first. I just, like, was like, uh, I'm not I'm not so sure about that. But they keep showing it, showing it over and over, and it's starting to grow on me. Logo isn't what bothers me, though. You know, it's it's the fact Like both of you said, you know, Bruce and Vince are taking over. I've been a fan of NXT for years, and they did not touch it at all. Vince, I don't think, was ever at a taping, nor do I think he even really watched it. And most of the times, when it came to pay-per-view time, I enjoyed the takeovers a lot more than I enjoyed the, you know, Raw and SmackDown pay-per-views. Oh, also, when it comes to the logo, I did hear that the final save for it was through Kevin Sullivan. So, whether you hate it or like it, you can either thank him or hate him for it my overall feeling for the changes is scared (laughs) i think because i don't want them to ruin it i really enjoy nxt and i'm afraid that they are just gonna make it something i don't look forward to watching every week anymore but maybe they could surprise me for all i know so
0: look vince's track record on this type of thing isn't great we had the ecw revamp that he did which he did not honor and it was ended up being a terrible show, and that ended up closing. You know, I d- the original invasion of WCW back in 2001, when they first came into the WWF and they did the big invasion pay-per-view, they made WCW look like a joke then. And although this is a WWE property and a WWE brand, I just don't see how can a guy who clearly isn't making stuff that's connecting with young people now makes something that's supposed to be a niche, cool, hit brand and make that popular. I just don't understand how it's going to work. It doesn't make sense to me, but I guess we'll see what happens.
1: Well, moving on, you uh, you guys want to go into last night's Dynamite?
0: Yeah, let's get into the good part of our show. Let's talk about <laughs> some, some good stuff. Um, yeah, Andy, do you want to take us through Dynamite? As always, you got our you got our notes and
1: list of matches, and we will go through and talk about the show. Yep, I got our notes, matches, and segments. Dynamite opened up great. Opened up with the rematch, or you could almost say redo, of the Proud and Powerful versus FTR. The winners were Proud and Powerful in the end. I thought it was an awesome, awesome match. One of the best opening matches I've seen in AEW history, I want to say, or at least in the long time that I can remember. To me, they mesh very well. You look at both teams, and you might not think that they, they do, but it's two different styles you know, going at it. Sometimes that's you know a really good combo, but I, I loved it, guys. What do you think, Jeremy?
2: But this one was very good, and I think FTR can go with so many different styles, and they make it so great in each match. And this, this to me kind of felt like back when they used to put on those NXT Takeover matches, tag team champ- championship matches, because they—I don't think they haven't really had a great AEW match yet, uh, until then, because they—I mean they've been very good, but they never had that match where where people watched them and thought they were so so great as they were in NXT. For proud and powerful, uh, they're one of my favorite tag teams, and I love the war paint that they come out in. Which I love, but they do for big matches, and it makes you feel like it's a big match. Then when they come out too, I feel like they should have started this last week off of her dynamite because that was like the new viewers from CM Funk's debut. I feel like this dynamite should have been last week, but I understand they had to build to all out.
0: I absolutely love the tag match. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. One of my, I think it's my favorite tag match. Uh, on AEW so far. I had a great time watching it. It reminded me of a real tag match. I remember in the group chat that night, I texted you guys and said, oh, I love how they grab the tag rope. And because no one grabs the tag rope, it sticks out so much more, that it's and it's cool. I gave the match, to me, this is a five-star match. So that's what I gave it, five stars for me.
1: And you, Tim, being an old-school wrestling fan, I'm sure you enjoyed FTR's tribute to the late and great Bobby Eaton wearing uh, trunks that mimic him.
0: i absolutely love that uh rest in peace bobby eaton um obviously we started the show uh, post him passing away but uh yeah we were all saddened to hear about him passing away the other thing i really liked as jeremy said proud and powerful doing the war paint when they come out The other thing I was texting you guys in the group chat is I said, is this some sort of tribute to Vampiro? And I would I'm still curious to know if it is. If anybody has any insight, uh, please uh, tweet us, uh, DM us on Instagram, add us on Instagram, and we'll get into the social media stuff later. But I'd really like some more information if if at any point and maybe an interview they said that that paint has anything to do with honoring Vampiro. All right, Andy, what do you got next for us?
1: So next we had a 2.0 backstage. Danny Garcia is talking and he's talking about how Darby shouldn't look past him and how the group is excited to take the biggest match in AEW history off the card when they beat uh, Darby on Rampage this coming Friday. And I remember you asking, Tim, you were like, who are these guys? And we were talking about how they used to be on NXT And they were hardly on TV, but they were doing like weird, funny, like backstage segments. They get released, and now they're on AW TV. I think every single show, at least. So, uh, so after that, though, we get into you know one of the bigger moments of the night, the CM Punk segment. And during that, after CM Punk is talking, 2.0 comes out and attacks CM Punk. This is kind of the first time you get to see CM Punk get physical in any way. Since uh, being back in the wrestling business, Uh, out comes Sting and Darby to help him. Sting did the Scorpion Death Drop, Darby did the Coffin Drop, and you got to see the good old GTS, Go to Sleep by CM Punk. And then Sting gets on the mic, and uh, he's talking about how he loved seeing all those moves. He loved, uh, or he's glad to, you know, finally be in the ring with CM Punk. In the end, I believe he said, you know, when it comes to their match at All Out, he's just going to stay backstage and just let those two guys go at it on their own, no interference. Uh, he said, I know Darby's ready, you know, I know you're ready. What you guys think? Always a fun time whenever CM Punk lately has been getting in the ring, so.
2: Yeah, so first with 2.0, I know you guys kind of find them annoying, but I think they were they annoyed me so much at first when they first appeared, uh, but now I'm like, these guys are kind of funny. <laughs> Like, they're, like, terrible, kind of funny, though. Um, but there's, like, I mean, they fill the role of being annoying heels. So that's what their their job is. And they do a really good job at it. But the CM Punk, of course, I don't. I mean, people are probably going to get tired of uh, us talking about how much we love CM Punk. But love seeing him get physical and actually hit the GTS, which was a huge moment. And I think all of us <laughs> texted each other saying how much of a big moment that was and seeing that again. And Sting his promo i thought was kind of like rambling on and he repeated himself like darby's ready you know cm punk's ready and then he said it again and i was like all right i know they're ready now like i get it and then he tried to do and then he tried to say mutual respect to cm punk and i'm like what are you doing today? like did you forget what you were gonna say um uh, but it was just kind of funny that he said that but i love this whole segment and cm punk and darby going face to face was a nice touch at the end
0: yeah, it was so cool to see Punk get physical. Oh, baby. It was nice to see. Finally seeing something more than just him cutting a promo, which is also fun, but I was like, okay, now we're actually seeing him. He's throwing a couple punches. He's, he's up at the top of the turnbuckle. When he was throwing those turnbuckle punches, the whole crowd was counting every turnbuckle shot, chanting it like an army. It was so cool. Um, and that was really fun to watch. I don't really have any thoughts about that tag team that – in the prior segment, I, I don't. I'll have to watch more of them to be able to act, give you a, a real critique. Uh, but the punk segment was really fun, and it was fun to see him hit his finisher. Sting, hey, look, maybe there's a reason why he did a storyline where he didn't talk for a year. He's never been an amazing promo, but he kept it short and sweet. I'm like, this is about as good as it's going to get for him, you know, as far as a promo goes. So, yeah joker sting and he also does that jeremy how you said he's like he's ready he's ready he'll do that he's done promos in tna where he 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 he, he, <laughs> he keeps <laughs> he keeps saying people's last name over and over again he'll be like joe let me tell you something joe and joe when we meet out there joe
1: yeah he's <laughs> he cut some interesting promos
0: uh what's up next andy
1: so after that we had the christian and kenny video package for Uh, their match at All Out, which will be the main event for the AEW World Championship. After that, we had uh, an interview with MJF, where he's talking about how Jericho's been evolving for a long time, and uh, he'll be forever in wrestling history, but MJF's going to replace him. Then he started saying this weird stuff about Muhammad Ali, about how Muhammad Ali used to be the greatest of all time. (laughs) But then, you know, he kept coming back and eventually losing over and over. And how Jericho's like Ali, he's on a d- downward spiral. How Jericho's like an addict because he needs a spotlight. And that's why, <laughs> that's why he put his career on the line. Uh, and he's going to have the honor and privilege of ending that career. So that was obviously to, you know... Hype up their match for All Out, since this was the go-home dynamite for that pay-per-view this coming weekend.
0: Can I say really quick what my favorite part of the MJF being interviewed by Shivani was? Go
1: for it. Was the intro?
0: Yeah, he said, "Max, I think you're basically. He's like, I think you're a pretty horrible human being, so this is uncomfortable for me to do." And then he and then he turns and looks. He goes, "Thank you, Tony. You're such a professional."
1: I completely forgot about that part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then tony just looks and at me crack up and then when he was saying the muhammad <laughs> ali stuff you could tell that tony shivani was about to say something and he put his hand up to silence him really quick I, I started cracking up when he did that that was hilarious that was very uh the rock-esque perfect timing perfect timing with the the hand up to tell him to stop talking it was great
2: yeah mj is only what is he 24 right or
0: 23 he's a really young guy if I, yeah,
1: I'm 28. I'm pretty sure he's younger than me. As Oh, far he's as definitely
0: know. younger. He's younger than all of us. We're old compared to
1: Well, after the MJF interview, we had a match. It was Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. Before the match even starts officially, Matt Hardy uh, attacks Orange Cassidy. Then the bell finally rings. Hardy's out of the ring. Orange Cassidy ends up being the winner. Afterwards, HFO... Uh, attacks Orange Cassidy, and Jurassic Express comes out to save him. Jeremy, your thoughts?
2: Well, the finish happened during the commercial break, which was very odd. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Was Do you think it was just timing, or do you think they did it on purpose?
0: <laughs> that
2: was a bad timing,
0: yeah. It's hard to say because the guy who, at least when they showed the, the backstage director of uh, Rampage, the original show or the um the the new show, the guy I can't remember his last name, his first name's Timothy, but he is apparently one of the better directors in all of wrestling, so for me to say, oh, it might have been a timing issue, yeah. I don't know, but it could have been, but it, yeah, to talk about weird that you would go to the finish during the commercial break, but
2: I don't know like, if it's a way to like say like anything can happen during the commercial break, like that type of thing, but that seems kind of like. I don't know how many. Watch the
0: picture in picture. Yeah,
2: right. Um, but can we talk about this Orange Cassidy Matt Hardy feud? Because it makes literally no sense at all when Orange Cassidy beat Matt Hardy last week, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was the opening match.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we talked about how why would they do that? It's kind of like when you play a video game. And it's like you go. Sh- that's like going to the final boss, and then the boss is like, "All right, well now you got to fight the other guy who is underneath me." Which makes no sense at all.
0: No, I'm with you. You you go to the top, and then you're like, oh, okay, well, now you're going to... You already fought my guy to get to me, but now you're going to refight that guy again. Yeah, it's no sense. Part of me feels like, do you ever... With Orange Cassidy, what do you do? You know, like, where... Like, where do you go from here?
2: He is kind of treading water right now with no direction. So I'm not really sure... Because you can't push him towards the main event right now since it's packed.
1: I think the really younger crowd likes him. Uh, what do you do? Have more... Uh, what, what What was it? Like a bubbly match or whatever? <laughs> when, you, when you push Jericho into the...
0: There is some stuff that you can tell that they've totally gotten away from. Like, when's the last time you've... I mean, I don't watch Dark, um, so excuse me if I'm talking out of line here, but when's the last time you've seen Marco Stunt wrestle? I was
1: thinking that last night. Or... Where is Where's uh, Sonny Kiss
0: Where is
1: uh... I was thinking Where's Penelope Ford's husband uh, Yeah I, for, I forget see, He's been on TV so long I d- Kip Sabian Kip Sabian Yeah He's yeah. been on TV so long I, d- I completely forgot his name He used to be on TV Every single week Remember the librarian you, He pops up You see him Here and there I'm like Why is this guy here
0: <laughs> This guy needs to get out of here
1: yeah, I don't know. Like, some people just have, like, disappeared. Yeah. I don't know if it's yeah. injuries or, or they just have nothing for them at the moment. Or is it just, it's kind of hard to,
0: you know, you got all these guys coming in that are huge stars now. It's like, where do you, where do some of these guys fit into that whole equation? Yeah,
2: it's kind of like Tony Khan said that he would, like, because WWE's direction of getting non-wrestlers and then training them, he said, why would you do that when you can just have them already have the tools and then they can build it themselves or that's at least how they do it there. It's
0: like the freedom to do it. Cause Vince would say this isn't pro wrestling, right? Yeah.
1: It just happens to
0: take place in a pro wrestling ring.
1: He also yeah. likes stars that he knows he created. Well, that's a, that's a hundred percent fact. Everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. What else? To, what was after the orange Cassidy, Matt Hardy stuff?
1: Uh, you had the Eddie Kingston video package about how he'll face Miro at All Out for the TNT Championship. I actually
0: like that package. I thought it was pretty intense.
1: Kingston's a great talker, and yeah, he's cool, in, yeah. the, in the group chat, I think, last night with us, Jeremy, you were talking about how you know they haven't had a lot of time to build the feud, but Kingston, with his talking skills, can probably sell it pretty well, I would think.
2: Yeah, I kind of wish they had him come out last week or something, or like Miro and him have a back and forth, just live in the audience. He talks you into the building, basically, for the match.
1: I don't even remember how it started. That's the thing, like their feud. I just know one day it just started happening, and I was confused, but now I'm into it. So I'm actually looking forward to the match at uh, the pay-per-view.
0: Just before we get too far, because I almost forgot about it, uh, I just wanted to talk about real quick... CM Punk and the whole thing from Rampage, and the reason why, because I know that we're going to get way past Rampage and we're not even going to remember it, so I wanted to talk about what do you guys think about CM Punk after the show with Christian saying that he, if you like what you like, or if you liked it, tell your friends, tell your your family, if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up, what
1: are you guys' thoughts on that?
2: I thought that was just funny. Like I mean he's having a good time but he can see that he
1: is. I looked at his punk being punk. You know. Now he he could never be himself like that on T V in WWE. I think that's just really honestly who he is and yeah. what his thoughts are and now he has no filter and he can just you know, he says it. But this was also not aired, right? It was after all it was off air. Yeah. So I don't think he would have said it during, you know, live television, but AEW does tend to film all those after or after, you know, it goes off the air segments that tend to happen, so but didn't bother me at all. It didn't
0: bother me. I just was curious cuz I saw, you know, a bunch of people tweeting that oh, he's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite for saying that. He's been complaining for the last 7 years. So, I just, I just wanted to bounce that off you guys. I, I mean, I think he was just having fun and basically telling people, like, if you don't want to watch, don't watch. Turn something else on.
2: Right before that, Christian was like, said, it's a big fucking deal that he's here. Yeah. So, that was I don't awesome. think they were, they were just messing around.
0: Yeah, that, that was a cool moment.
1: Yeah. After the Eddie Kingston Miro video package, we had a Moxley video package about his match coming up with Satoshi Kojima. From New Japan that was also another one that I kind of felt like was thrown together well
0: he I because I was wondering where Moxley was gonna be fitting into everything and it was just curious like he said in the beginning of the promo like oh you guys are forget who's at the top of the food chain and blah blah blah. but then all of a sudden he announced that he was fighting a New Japan guy so I was like okay well
1: yeah. I, th- I think a week or so ago he said I got a letter from or, oh like, yeah from Japan and I think that's how they started, because Satoshi obviously is over there, so you can't build this matchup. Moxley has to do all the talking and kind of build it up. So that was the, his way, I guess, of saying he's been challenged. He's like, I received a letter.
2: Yeah, I think it was supposed to be the U.S. title in New Japan at the all that pay pay-per-view, but he couldn't make it to the United States for some reason, so they had to switch it.
0: Do you think that they'll do like a traditional-style match, or is it going to be... I mean, and again, once we get into the show deeper, people will realize, I don't like this type of wrestling, it's not my thing. But are they going
1: to have a, like a hardcore deathmatch-style match, or are they going to have a real match? I think this one is just a real match. They haven't uh, talked about any kind of stipulations or anything for it. I listen
0: to a lot of podcasts, yeah. and some of these guys on these podcasts say, oh, Moxley can't do anything else besides garbage wrestling. But... The one thing is, uh, there's a documentary with Seth Rollins, and uh, uh, with Dean Ambrose at the time, and they're they're talking about wrestling. And Seth Rollins said Dean Ambrose was his wrestling soulmate and one of the best wrestlers he's ever been in the ring with. So clearly, the guy can have like a real traditional wrestling match, the kind of thing I like. So I just want to see it. I just want to see him do a really good one. That's all I want. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'll just touch on this a little bit before we move on, but yeah, I remember when you and me, Tim, went to the Full Gear pay per view, and they had their death match or whatever, whatever it was. They had the big barbed wire like contraption and everything. I think I would have enjoyed it better though if those two just had a nice solid one on one singles match. I didn't, I didn't need all that in the chains and everything. It was,
0: it was weird if you were there live. To watch that that type of a, that pace of a death match, it was it was weird to watch from the crowd.
1: I don't know if they did because it was their first pay per view and they wanted some shocking, you know, thing to go on to kind of get their name out there or whatnot. But but moving on from that, uh, we had the Jericho segment with Jr. in the ring, and it was supposed to be an interview, but really it just ended up being Jericho talking the whole time. So can't really call it an interview, but he's talking about how, you know, MJF is this, MJF is that, but so is he. You know, he's vicious, he's uh, calculating, he's arrogant. And that the only thing MJF has over him, I think he said, was three victories. That's the only difference, according to Jericho, is the only thing that he has over him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the match. We talked about this before, though. I think it's their feud has to finally come to an end. And I'm hoping this is it. As much as I do like the feud, you can only, you know, do it so many times before it gets old.
2: Definitely has to end either way this Sunday because it's. I don't think anyone wants to see like a fifth match between them. When it first started, it was entertaining, like you said. And I thought this Jericho promo was just a standard Jericho promo. It was pretty good. I like that. It was kind of funny he brought up. He's like, I haven't said this in a while, but he said Chicago is Jericho. Towards then, I think it was he started like tearing up trying to play up the retirement factor. And then also JR was kind of doing that. And they're both very, they work very well together. I I do wish there was more of an interview with JR, but. Was just kind of JR standing in the back <laughs> behind him, and then Jericho just cutting a promo.
1: Yeah, I wasn't 100% sure at the beginning of it. I was like, I think JR's like crying. <laughs> it made it seem like he was.
2: That's why it's like they're playing it up like he is going to retire. So I don't know. Maybe he is, or I don't I The Fozzie dates don't line up with any Wednesday, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> guess we'll just have to wait and see. Up next, we had a match. It was. Uh, Hobbs versus Brian Cage. Yeah. Two big guys going at it. Hobbs, Hobbs is really good. Cause who he, he used to team with Moxley or something? Didn't he? Yeah. I kind of wish that
2: Hobbs kind of stayed as a face. Cause I feel like he'd be one of the biggest stars right now.
0: Those are two big athletic dudes right there. They, I mean, and they're both like ripped. So I, to see, it's very impressive to see. I feel like those are two guys that Vince would be like, yes, pal. That's good. Shit. But uh, as far as a star match rating, uh, you know me, my rules on this show, uh, we don't do six stars, we don't do negative stars, and we rarely go below three. So I'm going to give it a three.
1: After that, we have a Maokai Black promo saying how he's going to make Lee Johnson suffer, who ran in at the end of uh, the match with him and Brock Anderson. That led to the in-ring segment with the factory. QT Marshall is out there, and he asked Paul White to come out. Factory, you know, they all attack Paul White, but he basically just swats them all away, chokeslams some people. Then uh, the gun club come out, and Billy Gunn turns on him. I think Sinclair must have gotten to him. Don't really know why this happened. I guess we'll just have to wait and see where it goes. To me, it was really random. But uh, obviously it was to set up or hype up the match for All Out against QT Marshall and Paul White.
2: Yeah, it's funny. We go from a really good segment of Malachi Black's promo, and then then as soon as it cut to the ring and see QT Marshall there, it's just like I think everyone was just kind of tired of him. It's like not even, not like good heat, like the go-away heat that you don't want to have. Uh, But Malachi Black's promo I thought was awesome was, and then the thing that he said at the end, he said about paying the toll to Hades, which is pretty cool uh, how to end it. And I'm not sure why this is a pay-per-view match, because I feel like it's going to be, I don't know, three minutes, but maybe this is where, I don't know, Brian Danielson shows up afterwards. I don't know why he would, but (laughs) it'd be pretty cool uh but yeah big show or paul white uh coming out see an makes sense that he can fight off four or five other guys and punk can't fight off three because he's a giant and <laughs> he's seven foot tall and he can knock you out with one punch uh, yeah and then it was just funny to see the gun club come down because first of all they were way late so it was over and i was like why are you coming down now and then the how they kind of did the turn, it seemed it kind of felt like the um, the shield when Am- was it no Rollins turned on him the chair in the back, because uh, the angle how they had it and I was like that that's what
1: it reminded me of, honestly but not even close to it. So after that we had Britt Baker backstage. Uh, she announced with that- the
0: tease of a century.
1: I'll get to that. I'll- <laughs> She's with Rebel and Jamie Hader. She announces that both girls are gonna are entering into the casino battle royal on Sunday, and then she teases that AWS sign signed. What she said, the hottest free agent or something like that. And of course, your mind, you know, if your mind goes to Adam Cole, you if, could hear the cr-
0: the crowd chanting Adam Cole.
1: Yep. And then she swerves everyone and says, "Me, I have just." Signed a contract extension. I, I
0: actually cracked up. I was like, Ah, of course.
1: I was like, Ah, you got me. <sighs> so it's gonna happen. What do you guys, Just let, let's quickly oh, touch yeah. on it.
0: Is he coming? Anybody? You guys think he's gonna show up eventually? When
1: you think about it. He has. He has a lot of friends. He used to be in Bullet Club. He has a lot of friends there. His girlfriend is there. The kind of fans that love Adam Cole are AEW fans. It makes the most sense for Why him to go. Wouldn't there. he go there? It, exactly. I don't understand
2: also how much more evidence does it need yeah. from wd that they said
0: not no treat more like? guys what under six feet and no more guys like over
1: so what yeah. else can he do on nxt what else can he do he's done everything there's he oh. there's nothing surprisingly like i'm like johnny gargano is still there I don't know why, but Adam Cole would be in that same spot of just like you're just an NXT guy going through every new face that you they bring in.
0: Vince putting eyes on NXT for the first time and paying attention and seeing Johnny Gargano and being like, God damn, pal. How big is he? He can't be over five feet.
1: <laughs> yes, we all hope Adam Cole comes to AEW. He probably will, but we'll just have to wait and see. I'm not sure how many days he has left in his like no compete clause.
2: I think it's isn't it over because his contract just ran out. They didn't really. It's him. such a
1: weird situation going on. Maybe we can touch on another. It's time an He's the he really is the um, hottest
0: free agent in wrestling now that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are pretty much both AEW confirmed. But yeah, now that they're both can pretty much confirmed, he's the hottest free agent in wrestling.
1: So after that, we had a uh, Penelope Four versus Ty Conti. Winner was Ty Conti. Uh, at the end, uh, Ty gets attacked by. The Bunny and Penelope Ford, and then Anna, or is it Anna Jay, uh, returns to help out Ty Conti. She's part of the Dark Order. They were, like, best friends when, I think Ty Conti was in the Dark Order for a little bit, or was, like, teasing it at the beginning of her uh, run in AEW. What do you guys think of the match? The crowd was really into it. They were chanting, this is awesome. Uh, I've said before, I, I think Ty Conti's has gotten a lot better over time, especially since her days in NXT. What you guys think?
2: I thought this was a great match, and I, I really love that the women's division is getting so much better in AEW because it just helps with overall show, and it's not like, oh, it's another, you know, uh, bathroom break, as some people might call it. Uh, this is a match worth watching, and yeah, Taya Kante, she's been so much better since AEW. I don't know what it is, but it's just... From WWE to AEW, which hasn't wasn't even that long of a in-between, really. Uh, she's all of a sudden so much better, and I think the crowd was so into it. And it also helped. There was, I think, a few segments in a row was just talking before this, or promos, and then they had a match. So it kind of helped the crowd, and it's a Chicago crowd. So I was, I was glad that they were into it.
0: I just want to say that the Sh- Chicago is, like, the best crowd. Them, Philly, and a really hot New York crowd. Those are like always like the f- most fun crowds to watch especially when it comes to a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying Jeremy, the days of the women's matches being the you know, let me go get up and get a soda or a pretzel real quick. Like those days are gone. Like these a lot of the time these matches are better than what the guys are doing. And sometimes the people are even more into these matches because you can tell they want it so bad. They want to prove something that not that they have anything to prove to anybody but they want to show everybody that the girls can go just as hard as the guys and i think it's so cool to watch i I thought it was a great match actually gave it four stars
1: all right speaking of their women's division after the match we had uh thunder rosa backstage vicky guerrero jade cardgill nyla rose and mark sterling interrupt
0: boy smart mark sterling
1: (laughs) they interrupt thunder rosa's interview and um, they try to intimidate her. Rosa says something along the lines of, she'll go down swinging. And she attacks all of them. Rose and Cargo uh, beat her down. And then, in the end, Mark Sterling uh, basically says, this, you know, it makes more sense to save the beatdown for All Out, which I'm guessing he's referring to the Casino Battle Royale.
0: I was really surprised they just laid out Thunder Rosa like that and just left her laying there. I was like, Man, she's like a, this badass character. They like beat her up and she's just laying there and then like they kinda just like leave her there. I was like, That's kind of a weird way to leave her laying, but hey, now she'll get her her comeback and I hope.
1: Yeah, it was a one on one beatdown though, so it made sense if she, you know, did get beat down you have Big Nyla Rose and Jade Carver. If
0: anybody is listening and is confused of why I refer to Mark Smart Smart Mark Sterling as my boy, a few times I have cut him and my, Matt Cardona's hair when they come through uh, for some of their, their live podcast shows. So uh, he's actually, uh, behind the scenes, a really nice guy. So I, I refer to him as my boy.
1: After the backstage segment with Thunder Rosa, we had uh, another video package hyping up the match between MJF and Chris Jericho for All Out. And this led to the main event of the evening, which was Lucha Brothers teaming with Jurassic Express against the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers. The winners were the Bucks and the Good Brothers. After the match, Kenny came out and started attacking. And Kenny looks like he dyed his hair black. Is it just me? I wasn't sure. Uh, He starts attacking everyone in the ring, Christian Cage runs down. Uh, He gets beaten up too. Then Kenny says something to uh, Tony Khan, and so he he makes it seem like he's the one that's able to lower the cage uh, to kind of trap in the Lucha Brothers and Christian. Then Kazarian and Dante Martin come out to try to – Help their friends that are, you know, trapped within the steel cage. They're climbing, as as well as Jurassic Express, but they kept getting hit off either with kendo sticks or some type of weapon. Everyone's getting beaten up. Everyone's getting laid out. I think it was Nick Jackson just ran back and forth hitting both Lucha brothers with super kicks in the corners, like five or six times. Then Kenny's like Let's do Christian X, let's do Christian X, and they get him with a uh, all or an Elite Trigger, or BT, right? It's like a Elite Trigger, the being the Elite Trigger, whatever it is. They lay him out. After that, show goes off the air, everyone's laid out. Guys on the outside can't do anything to help their friends. What you guys think of the main event?
2: I thought this was the match of the night for me, because I... I... I love all of those flips and the no selling and the false finishes and all that and the guy is standing in, in the in the ramp area waiting for the guy to jump on them like pretty obviously waiting for him to jump like it's not even like oh, I'm heard. There's actually just. Like, just but you like
0: that. That's your. That's your. You like that type of wrestling. Yeah. And there's nothing
2: wrong with it. Yeah. That. And I like the fast that's pace. Wrestling.
0: I like that. There's three of us because we all like something different, yeah. and we all can. We want to represent all the different types of fans. Maybe not the casual fan because none of us are casual fans.
1: We watch frequently, but we all like our own stuff, and that's cool, man. Oh, I forgot to add the handcuff Christian to the cage. That was a big part of that that segment. I forgot. By the way, is it just me? That cage is huge. It's so tall. You compare it to a WWE cage. I, we'll get into it when we think about the the talk about the predictions. But I'm kind of I'm really excited to see what goes down during uh, the tag match at All Out. Just because of how crazy that cage is.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- and also this match itself. Well, like when the Lucha Bros were in there with the Young Bucks just over like I don't know, a few minutes. And Ray Phoenix is unbelievable in what he can do. And the way that he hopped up on those ropes, I think like four times. Just in a consecutive bounce. And then he kinda I mean, it was all for an arm drag, which I thought was kinda funny at the end, but it was still really cool. And uh Jungle Boy kind of rolling off of Luchasaur's back and flipping him onto everyone else on the outside was real also really awesome. And just this whole match, like this is the pace that I love the matches. If it's gonna be uh was it this one was it eight-man tag. If it's going to be an eight-man tag, then it needs to be, you know, every, there's at least one person that's going to be fresh the entire time. So, I just love when they do these now. Yeah,
0: I, I really like the match, too. It's a little out of my wheelhouse with, like, how much craziness was going on. I think when AEW first started, and we would watch Lucha Bro matches uh, back in you know the first first year of AEW sometimes I would tell Andy when we were watching him the only thing about these guys is they go so hard it's sometimes hard to keep up with and I can't tell who the legal man is because for my whole life watching wrestling since I was seven you always you know who the legal man is and you know who's the guy that's going to be able to get the pinfall and when somebody comes in and breaks up the tag so sometimes with this type of thing it's Me being the old school fan, and I watch old wrestling to this day, I watch a lot of Midnight Express and Rock and Roll Express. Uh, It's hard for me to keep up with what's going on and understand that it's okay to bend the rules a little bit. But that's also a different type of wrestling and a different type of psychology. Um, I much prefer, obviously, like we said earlier, the... Uh, proud and powerful and the FTR match but this was still an excellent match Uh, I gave it four stars I didn't give it a five just because it's not my uh, you know my exact cup of tea but the effort isn't I mean absolutely incredible and Ray Phoenix is I mean to me he's the modern Rey Mysterio I mean yeah he's in a tag team but the stuff that he does is it just blows people's minds he's fantastic
1: all right boys well you want to get into the AEW all-out predictions to wrap up the show? Yes, sir. All right. So I'm going to start with the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal. My pick, because I think she's going to debut, is Ruby Soho, formerly known as Ruby Riot. I think she's supposed to debut that night. and Let's go. I, th- I think that's who they're going to go with. So that's my pick for that match.
0: I picked the same.
1: I mean,
2: I think she's debuting, but I don't think she's actually going to win. So I think
0: all right.
2: All right. Anna J is actually going to win just cuz this match is what 2 weeks for 2 weeks after all that or something like that they usually do. So it's on a dynamite. So I don't I I was going to go with uh, Thunder Rosa, but I, don't, I think they're saving that for a pay-per-view now. Yeah.
1: Uh next we have Paul White versus QT Marshall. I'm picking Paul White. It's his first match in AEW. Paul White. <laughs> yeah.
0: Paul white, 100. Yeah,
1: I mean this is. This, I don't this see is go really very long either. You no, know, I think. Yeah, uh, let's go with John Moxley against Satoshi Kojima. I'm going with Mox.
2: Moxley should win, I think, just because I don't think the crowd even really knows the other guy as much, just because he's the New Japan guy.
0: I think I'm gonna go with Mox, just because I feel like he needs something. He's kind of in that weird place right now where it's like. All these big stars have come, and he was like the big star. Him and carried the company through the pandemic. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's kind of like, yeah. all right, he he needs he needs a win. Let's yeah. get him a win. But they,
1: if for some reason, he's the one that keep feeding New Japan guys too. well, he,
0: well yeah. Well, at the
1: time, the at the time though, when they were feeding him, he still was the United States champ. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and since he lost to Lance Arch- Archer, I think he needs he needs a big win. So uh
1: next match, yeah. Miro and Eddie Kingston. As much as I'd like Eddie Kingston to win, I think Miro's gonna retain So my pick my my pick is Miro. It's not who I want to win, but it's who I think's gonna win. Miro. I'm going Miro.
2: Yeah, I would want Eddie to win, but
1: uh next match I'm really excited for, which we just got talking about. A little bit is the AEW Tag Team Championship match in the steel cage. Young Bucks against Lucha Brothers, Lucha Bros. Uh, I'm gonna go with Lucha Bros. I think it's their time. They haven't had the titles since being in the company. They're a mainstay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Lucha Bros. I like I like both teams a lot. I just I just you know I think that's what they're gonna go with. Yeah, Lucha Bros.
2: To me are the ones who. This is like their chance right now. The momentum is with them, uh, and also the young bucks. It's kind of getting boring if they just keep the titles, then, because the storyline kind of needs to evolve with the elite right now.
0: I think that it's it's the Lucha Bros' time as well. I'm hoping that's what they do. Yeah, if the young bucks say that they're the kind of guys that you know they claim to be, they you know they always say, oh, you know we don't you know we're not one of those people. We hold people down and we don't do that kind of stuff. Well, let these guys get their moment and. Uh, We'll see if, see if that's the case, but I think they definitely, it's the time now. Let's finally do this. Let's get these belts on
1: these guys. The AW Women's Championship match, Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Chris Statlander. I'm going to go with Britt Baker. I think it's too soon to take the title off of her. You know, she's really hot right now. Fans like her being champion. I think it's going to be a good showing for Chris Statlander, but I think I'm going with Britt Baker as my pick.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tough for Chris Sandler because she she even though she's the face, she's going to get booed in Chicago because it's Britt Baker. Exactly. And also Britt Baker is one of the biggest stars in AEW right now. So it's definitely staying on her, I think, for maybe the rest of the year, unless they have someone else.
1: Going Britt Baker for show. All right, Chris Jericho versus MJF. If Chris Jericho loses, he never wrestles in AEW again. Going with the GOAT. Going with Chris Jericho. I don't think I don't think it's time for him to retire yet.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to say MJF. Yeah, I'm going with Jericho as well. I I can't see Jericho not wrestling anymore because he said he was going to wrestle until what fifty now because he feels good. So I don't I don't know. I mean, they did kind of build it at first, kind of like a retirement thing because he's going through all of the the labor the labors as they said, and it's just like a whole you know circle of life basically for Jericho. But I don't think I I, I don't see him losing.
0: Like both of you, I will be going going with Judas Hausen. I think he will be the one to to win. <laughs> Chris Judas. Chris Ju- Chris Judas. Judas Hausen. Uh, no, I think Chris will win. I don't want to see him leave yet, and I I really don't think that it's time yet. Although this has to stop. This MJF Chris Jericho feud. They got to move on to something else. I'm ready. Please, give me something
1: else. All righty. Uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. I think we're all in agreement. CM Ooh. Punk, it's the only thing that makes sense. It's in his hometown, in, you know, in front of his hometown crowd. It's his comeback match. It's the only thing that makes sense for him to win. I think it's going to be an awesome match, and he's going to make Darby even more over than he already is. But if he doesn't win in Chicago in his hometown match, they're going to riot. They are gonna riot, guys.
2: Yeah, Darby's gonna be the biggest heel if he actually wins, <laughs> just by winning. So, I mean, it was funny because I remember a CM Punk when he was interviewed before about his time in WWE, and he said, "If you guys, if you guys want this guy to be over, just have him win." So, I don't, I hope he doesn't do that, with Darby. But yeah, I see the CM Punk. Winning. Darby's already over. You yeah. don't
1: have to have him win. Just yeah. you can put people over later, just for CM Punk's first match right. back.
2: And people were talking about how. Just let him. He make. looks tired after GTS, and I'm like, I think he's gonna be fine in the match. <laughs> I think so too.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so he didn't like nail it crispy, but it's not, it wasn't horrible either. Um, no, it, I, I'm going Punk. I think once he gets settled into the first like five minutes of the match, all that if there is any ring rust, hopefully, if anybody, hopefully he's the type of guy where he just picks it right back up. You know, I, I, and he says that he wants to be nervous and he wants to go out there and be spontaneous and f- feel it and make it natural. And that's the best is when they go out there and just make it work out like that.
1: Well, it's probably a good thing, then, that his first time back wasn't immediately in a wrestle or wrestling. You know, you got to come out, feel the fans, yeah, just do promos. So that that nervous energy is probably. Still there, just a lot less than it could have been if he instantly, you know, came out and started wrestling. Yeah,
2: it's been a great build for this match too, because they slowly kind of showed CM Punk,
1: you know, in the ring with. And I like both guys a lot. You know, yeah. both guys are good. I don't, I don't hate either one.
0: Was that the last match on this pay per view that's been announced so far? Nope. All right, what else we got?
1: Our main event. This is the last one. Oh yeah, there we, we go. Forgot the AEW World Championship: Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. Yeah. I'm going with Kenny Omega. I think he retains. Christian already beat him for the two Impact Wrestling titles. I think it's going to be another classic match between them. The first uh, time they got in the ring together was very good. I think this is going to be a great way to end the show. But I'm going with Kenny Omega.
2: Yeah, I'm going with the same with Omega. I do think this is going to be another great match. I'm hoping the crowd's into too like they were last time on Rampage, but...
1: It's Chicago. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I mean, but they're probably going to be coming off the punk match, so yeah. hopefully their energy's still there. And it's like a five-hour
2: show when they do these pay-per-views, so usually the main event is kind of they're exhausted. But I'm sure Omega and Christian can find a way.
0: Yeah, I, I got to go with Kenny on this. I think he's definitely going to win. Uh, they gave Christian his win already. You know, that way it makes him look good. You know, maybe Kenny wins. If Kenny wins clean, I'll be surprised. But maybe they do some sort of uh, Shamaz finish, you know, maybe a run in or disqualification or something. I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm really looking forward to that match. I know we've already covered that. Uh, the original one they had a few weeks ago is one of my favorite matches in AEW history. So, we're going to close out the show here, guys. I want to thank you guys again for joining us here on The PW Fan. You can now follow us on Twitter, at The PW Fan, on Instagram, at The PW Fan. And for business inquiries and questions and advertising, you can email us at The PW Fan Pod at gmail.com.
1: And hey, guys, if you're into uh, some nerdy stuff or collecting, I, uh, I have an Instagram you can follow. I have. A bunch of Funkos, I Funko Pops, I'd like to post, and just other anime stuff, and you know, any other stuff you're into. It's the uh, 410 Fan Bros. So follow me there, guys. Check out my stuff. Give me some
0: likes. Join us again next week while we bring you all things wrestling. Thanks, and have a great one, everybody.